Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Thanks for listening once again, Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler here along with my friend Joel Brzezicki. We've been talking about peace, and there are a lot of, a lot of different directions we can go with peace. Uh, you can hold your peace. You can keep the peace. Uh, and some of my favorites, Joel, uh, piece of pizza, piece of cake, <laughs> piece of pie. Hey, you want a piece of me? Come on, man. <laughs> hey, you know, something I've always wondered about, as long as we're talking about peace, uh, why is it that at weddings they always used to say, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace? <laughs> well, what does it mean to hold your peace anyway? I mean, I, I know it's supposed to mean uh, don't say anything, but does that make much sense? I mean, is that my peace? You know what I'm saying? If, if, if I have something to say, is that called peace? <laughs> when, well, I'm, when I'm trying to disrupt a wedding? Well, you see, I think, it's, I think it's more directed towards the husband, because if he doesn't say anything now, he's never going to get a word in the rest of the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ladies, send your cards and letters. It's spelled J-O-E-L. Um, now, you know what? I, I did read something on the Internet that I thought was kind of uh, interesting. Not sure how much truth there is to it, but... Uh, in the Jewish faith, Joel, uh, couples would sign a, uh, a marriage contract, I think the word was a ketubah or something like that, in which they would pledge to love and support one another. Originally, the contract was between the father and the groom. And that jumped out at me because I, I, I instantly thought of God the Father and, and, and Jesus Christ, because we're referred to as the bride of Christ as believers. And there was this contract between the father and the groom. I found that interesting. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's right. Because this, you know, the, the first covenant, uh, the reason it didn't work was because it was between God and people. And people didn't keep their part, the bride, so to speak. Uh, but this uh, this new covenant in which we stand, God the Father contracting or making a covenant with, with God the Son. And uh, that's good. I like that. Well, we have been talking about peace, and it's something that we've all been looking for. Uh, and and a lot of us continue to look for it. Maybe we've experienced peace to a certain degree, even in our own relationship with God himself. But something tells me that most of us are probably only scratching the surface. But, you, you know, you, you talk to people in your everyday walk in life, whether it's at work or with your neighbors or family or whatever it may be, and you're going to find a lot of people who are... Uh, just real uneasy with the way their life is going. Uh, just uh, maybe living in fear, doubt, uh, just uh, unhappiness, not really sure what it all means. Uh, most people are just trying to search for the meaning of life, and when they're doing that, sometimes um, it's hard to find peace, and they'll probably never find it outside of, of the one who gives true peace, and that, of course, Jesus Christ. I was looking, Joel, in Isaiah 53, familiar passage of Scripture, uh, prophesying uh, Jesus Christ and the suffering that he would take on for all of mankind. Isaiah, many years before that ever happened, I'll pick up in, in verse 4 here where it says, Surely he, Jesus, has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And it, and it goes on from there. But I found it uh, interesting that G 
Jesus not only came to to just die for our sins, and there's so much more, I believe, that's been wrapped up in this covenant that God has provided us with through the suffering of Jesus Christ. You even see healing here and, and, and peace. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. It was um, it was upon him, and that's that's the key to all of this. Because you know, as you're saying, Mike, we got a lot of people that are are searching for this piece, are searching for something, or you know, it's like you say, just beginning to scratch the surface. When in Christ, we already have peace. You know, God has already provided our peace. We already have the peace of God because. The peace of God isn't dependent upon what we do or what we don't do. It's not dependent upon our circumstances, and it, it's it's really not dependent upon how we feel. Uh, but God's peace is a matter of the fact that Jesus Christ, the the man Jesus Christ, was up on the cross, and he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement that was needed for us to have peace with God because uh, because we were all born in sin uh, and uh, the sin deserves punishment and so someone has to be chastised, someone has to be punished and uh, in order for us to get back into this uh, right standing with God in order to have you know peace with God so, but the chastisement for our peace was upon this one man Jesus Christ and if you're in Christ if you're in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have God's peace. It's it's not something that you need to look further to find because you've you've you're in Jesus Christ, and so His peace has been given to us. And, and you know, it goes back to what we've said a lot of times that a lot of times people are searching for or asking God for what He's already given, and we need no we need look no further than to the Lord Jesus Christ because the chastisement for our peace was put on him well and you said something there joel that maybe i can just touch on real briefly and that is um somebody had to be chastened and, and it was jesus christ you know there are those under the new covenant today who thinks that god is is, is going to chasten them because in, in hebrews it says for whom the lord loveth he he chastens and so people say there it is you know uh god's going to chasten those who, who who love him uh, and it's true but you see, the, the word chasten in, in the book of Hebrews is, is a, a different uh, word in the original language than what you find in Isaiah. It, it doesn't mean to whip or to beat up. It just simply means to, to train or to teach uh, and to, to direct a child to go in the right direction. That's how God chastens uh, his people today. I mean, I think back to uh, when, when we're talking about peace here, how, how, do you, uh, how do you try to receive this peace that God has provided for us? How do you walk in it? How do you live in it? First uh, John 4.18, this is from the Living Bible, uh, which I don't read much anymore. I did as a kid. Um, but it, every once in a while you, you have a verse that just jumps out at you, and you say, man, that's pretty good in the modern language. But in First John 4.18, talking about God, his perfect love for us eliminates all dread of what he might do to us. If we are afraid... It is for fear of what he might do to us and shows that we are not fully convinced that he really loves us. Mm. So understanding that God's love for you is unconditional is, is really a key to beginning to walk in peace, I think. Yeah, and indeed. I mean, if we're walking in fear, we're, we're not uh, understanding the truth, you know, the fullness of, of what Christ has done for us. 
the truth of, and like you point out, the, the difference between the two words are the truth that Jesus was chastised, uh, chastised in our place. Um, he was punished for our sins. The, you know, God's wrath was poured out on Christ, uh, whereas in, in Hebrews, it's, it's not talking about punishment, and indeed it's talking about more of, of teaching or, or discipline. And, and as, as sons and daughters who God loves, who God loves dearly, he doesn't want to see us continuing on in, in unbelief or in some of the things uh, that we do. And so he'll, he'll gently guide us and teach us and, and discipline us. That's more what that uh, word chastisement means in, in, the, uh, in Hebrews, like you're talking about. And so there's a big difference there. I think that's, I'm glad you pointed it out because there is such a big difference there. And, uh, you know, this, this piece that we have with God, it's it's a result as we were talking about as of, of what Jesus Christ, this man Jesus, uh, has done for us. I'm looking in Romans five. This is absolutely one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I mean, at least it's something that I tend to meditate upon a lot. It says, "Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God." through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul goes on here in, in Romans chapter 5 to, to contrast two things. In short, Paul contrasts the sin uh, that came into the world through Adam and death through sin. That's Romans 5 verse 12. Through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. And thus, death spread to all men because all sinned. So everybody has uh, is, has been born in sin. Paul goes on though to talk about the free gift that comes through Jesus Christ. He says the free gift is not like the offense, for if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus, abounded to many. Moving on to verse 17, for if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, that's through Adam, death reigned through Adam, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. And that takes us back to that verse from Isaiah you were talking about. It's because of what that what happened to that one man. He was chastised. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. Through Adam, sin came, and death came, and death spread to everybody, and there was judgment. The peace that Adam and Eve had with God came to an end. But through this one man, Jesus Christ, and I can't emphasize enough, it's through the one man, Jesus Christ. It's not through what you do or don't do, but it's through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ, through the grace that God showed us in that. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's something that the Old Covenant just couldn't provide, Joel. I mean, yes, there were these sacrifices that would take place, and and going through the priest and, and the confessing of sins and the mutilation of the animal, the blood for that animal covering up your sin, all of that took place as a part of the covenant. But all, all it really did was, uh, shall we say, sort of temporarily uh, appease God's wrath. It, 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 didn't, it didn't cause the forgiveness of the sin, but it did uh, cause God to turn away his wrath uh, from that sin under the old covenant. But here, uh, with this one sacrifice, not a whole bunch of different sacrifices, but with this one sacrifice of this one man, Jesus Christ, we now have have peace with God uh, and, and, and forgiveness 
and eternal life and all the good things that come with it. It's, it's a complete package. And I love what you read there in, in uh, Romans 5.1, and I love Romans 5.2 as well. Through him also we have access by faith into the grace in which he into which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We, I love that word, access. Uh, it's just like God has given us a ticket to enter in. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I went to a, a sports event recently, and I know there was no way I was going to get in there, uh, you know, unless I had a ticket. It was a sold-out game, and, you know, there was security and everything, and you just couldn't slip through. And, and, and But I had access, uh, and, and I, I love that word. Yeah, we have access through... Through the blood of Jesus Christ, through what through what Christ has done, I'm glad you you went back to that verse because it's it's grace in which we stand. That's where we have uh, access to our Father. Uh, again, Adam and Eve, that that peace, uh, their their access to God was broken uh, because of sin, because of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Sin entered the world. We were all born in sin. That access was broken. We didn't have that anymore. But through Christ, through Christ Jesus and through Him alone, uh, we're back into the grace. We're back into God's grace and, and, and we do stand in that. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Well, we've got to wrap it up for this one. This one went by quickly as uh, they often do. Mike, it's been good talking with you. And uh, we do want to let people know we'd love to hear from you. We do thank you for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, graceroots.org, that's the place to uh, check out. And again, we hope to be back with you again soon for more talk about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 